We're back to the Neil Haley Show on the Total Celebrity Segment. And I'm excited. Total Celebrity Segment's Caregiver Dave Celebrity Segment. And I'm excited to welcome program Caregiver Dave. Dave, how are you? Surgery on Monday. So are you recovering? Feeling no pain. Feeling no pain. <laughs> no pain. So so why is that, Dave? Well, I'm on uh, some heavy-duty drugs. I <laughs> uh, had some ankle surgery. They said my ankle was a mess and they needed to... Uh, take some bone from my hip and then take some more bone from a cadaver because they didn't have enough. And they put it all back together again. And uh, I just hope these drugs don't wear off. (laughs) All right. Well, we have an amazing guest with, again, her book has led to a movie. And uh, I mean, I look at her background, Dave, and I'm impressed. And I I really want to thank her for all the great things she's done uh, for uh, the world today. But go ahead and introduce our guest. Yeah, I actually have something in common with this guest because I also have a book and I'm also having a movie made about me. And so who knows? We, we may be on the same circuit. But uh, Marcy Henna wrote a wonderful book when we last spoke and now a, a film has come out about it. And it uh, deals with stars like Corbin Bernstein and Melissa Gilbert. And you're getting a lot of publicity about this. Welcome to the show, Marcy. Thank you. So glad to be with you. So, Marcy, how how are you surviving the pandemic, meaning uh, just coronavirus and how we've been dealing with it for X amount of months? Well, I think the pandemic is difficult for every family, um, but I am fortunate in that what I do as a writer, I can do from home. And, and indeed, also the work I do on the, um, promoting the film a lot can be done from home as well. So I feel very blessed, and um, my heart goes out to all the folks who are really, really suffering through this pandemic. I right. care about all of them. All right, Dave, so first when question. When did you start yeah. writing? Um, mm-hmm. did, was it as a child? Well, I did start writing as a child, actually, in the fourth grade. My, my teacher gave me an assignment. I was supposed to write. Oh, she probably only wanted maybe one page. Um, about my journey across the world, but after 14 pages, (laughs) I realized how much I loved writing, and I started writing from then on. That's awesome. And and how many of your books turned into a film? Well, this is the first book to turn into a film. I'm actually... Congratulations. um, Thank you, and I'm actually working on the next two with our director, Joanne Hawk, who um, will be co-writing those with me. So it's, it's fun. It's, yeah, I, I'm discovering how much fun it is. Yes. When you so, wrote, when you wrote the book, did you think that you would end it ended up becoming a movie? Well, I as as I wrote it, I always saw it as a film, and I've always wanted to um, mm. do something for family entertainment that I felt was safe for families that could be viewed by all generations. So I saw it that way, and then when I finished, when we last spoke, I decided to make a book trailer which was a really cutting-edge thing to do uh, like four or five years ago, I guess, now. And mm-hmm. um, it, it caught the attention of Fred Miller, and then the rest is history. Here we are today. Wow. Did you do the trailer yourself? I did. I had. It was the first film okay. of course, that I'd ever, I'd ever done, and I hired a team. I decided to do, I made the decision, <clears throat> um, and then within a month was filming, and um, just just got lucky. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Well, I decided more than luck <laughs> absolutely and so, so give us a brief synopsis what is the film about and you know without uh ruining the plot or anything and, right. and listen turns sure well uh, in 1967 sisters juliet who is played by darby camp and her sister evangeline who's played by chandler head 
are abandoned by their mother at their unsuspecting grandparents' farm in the small southern town of Fireside. Stunned by their sudden arrival, tender-hearted Walt, who's played by Corbin Burnson, and champion fiddler Ruby, who's played by Melissa Gilbert, graciously stand in for the missing parents and create one blue ribbon recipe for a loving family. Wow. How did you manage to get two big stars like that? Well, we, we were blessed, and, and um, between the director and um, Rick Eldridge, um, one of our producers, we, we were, they reached out and, and were able to get this fabulous cast. And we, we have a lot of other amazing stars in the film, too. I mean, they all did, gave us an A, A-list performance. Yeah, you definitely have an A-list performance, and it's a story. It's a perfect story during this time period to look at things in specific ways of what how important family is and love. I talked to Corbin about this on Monday and that's, that's, that's one of the big things that comes back to regardless of the circumstances, the problems you're going through, love can conquer all. Well, that is true. I mean, you know, you can be going through difficult times in the world, um, such as the period that I wrote this about was during the Vietnam war. And certainly things were very difficult for families then, but, um, even though they're difficult, if you have a family unit that creates a safe environment, you can get through those times, and you can even look back on some moments in, in a fond way. Yeah, that's amazing how you, you just visualized this was a film when you started, because that's what entrepreneurs have to do. I mean, if they don't see it, uh, if they don't have the vision of it, it's just not going to happen, you know? Right. Well, it, it, I'm just... Really, really blessed by the by the team that I wound up working with too, who who, who took this beyond my wildest dreams. Really, yeah. And now it's exploding. Now you're working on number two, number three. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. So, you. so part of uh, the, this film that I think that the story is that grandparents are raising the two girls, and that's a story in itself. And how much was that happening in that time period? Not as much as today, I think. Am I right? Maybe not quite as much, but it did happen. It always happened um, back um, because of different reasons. You know, families could get sick. They could, you know, um, have certain issues that kept them from from being good parents or being able to parent even when they want, you know, really wanted to. And certainly during the Vietnam War, families were separated. You know, often it was the dad during that period that he was away, and moms were at home um, to raise children. And sometimes, you know, the, the moms did a great job, and I, I know they all intended to. And sometimes they um, fell short and needed to kind of punt to grandparents or, or sometimes it was just overwhelming and they, they couldn't handle the job. But, um, of course, there are many families who did it, you know, very well and came out just fine and intact. Yeah. It, it sounds like a real emotional film that uh, have your tissues with you, right? Well, you know, um, this... I've been able to be in audiences where this movie has been viewed, and I can tell you how they responded. Um, and for instance, when we when the film won the audience favorite award in Austin, um, the audience was they were laughing um, out loud, just raucous laughter at some moments, and then crying, and they would cheer. And I think they felt um, all sorts of emotions throughout the wow. film. The whole gamut. That's the awesome. whole gamut. Yeah. yeah, and how how happy have you been? How it's been received that the movie's been received for the people who've seen it so far? Well, it's been received very well. As I just mentioned, it won the audience um, favorite award, the Austin Film Festival. Um, we were we were a special selection 
at the um, film festival in Indianapolis um, just uh, this past fall, and it did very well there as, as well. And um, we're, we just feel very blessed and grateful. Wow, that's awesome. Um. All right, Dave. So, what I was part of uh, Marcy's background. What, how much of this of this story is something when you grew up, or is it more about just a certain time period that you wanted to write about? Well, it's it's both things. Um, first of all, the the main storyline is fiction, but there are real moments um, within the story that were based on my childhood. I did um, grow up in Johnson City, Texas, for for at least my latter years and, and somewhat in my early years as well. And we, we all lived on the same ranch with my grandparents. Our, our family home was just about a mile down the road. So I saw my grandparents daily. And after they passed, I missed them terribly and wanted to um, just kind of cherish their memories and try to honor them in some way um, through um, the characters of Walt and Ruby. So while they weren't, they didn't look a thing like Walt and Ruby, except for um, Walt is rather tall. Um, my grandfather was very tall. He was like 6'4". My grandmother was uh, five feet with her shoes on, <laughs> maybe. And um, But they, you know, he was a rancher. She was a uh, blue ribbon gardener and um, a, a wonderful cook. So those moments were in there. Um, in, in the book, there are moments where um, uh, that, are, that I pulled from family, like um, when Atasca crashes the uh, family um, vehicle into or, or runs into a goat and kills a goat, which is really sad. Well, that that was taken from <laughs> a real story um, from my family. Um, there are humorous moments, and especially ones about um, not liking beets. I, I do not like beets at all, and so I, <laughs> I decided to make a joke out of, of that and um, have have we have moments in the story about not liking beets. There's a, there's a scene where um, the little girls have lice. And um, one time my daughter um, had it for quite some time, and I kept every day treating her, couldn't get rid of them. I'd used every product and you know that the drugstore had, and then called my sister one day. I said, what on earth can I do? And she said, well, put mayonnaise on her head and let her sleep in a, in a shower cap. Oh, my gosh. Sure enough, <laughs> sure enough it worked the first time, and, and um, so that's in the film. I have stories of lice, Dave that my kids have had oh my gosh and i've and luckily it's not when since we've had six knock on wood more like when we had five and four of them mm. had lice and it's from school and oh, how awful is it especially with all the washing and all the different things yeah. and and the uh -huh. shampooing and it never could go away do you have those stories dave oh yes everybody has their life story <laughs> um <laughs> I'm curious, Marcy, uh, you really have a, a delicate balancing act here when you're talking about uh, the Vietnam era because, right. you know, it, it brings up so much uh, intense emotions on one yes. side of the political fence or the other. Um, right. How do you navigate that political message, you know, where you've got the anti-war people and then you've got the, the patriots, et cetera? Uh, tell us about that. Well, I didn't really feel the need to navigate it. I just presented it as as I remembered it and, and saw it, but without a um, slant on, on the po political end, it was more about families and what happened to families. Mm. And so that was my approach. Just so you navigated it as well. <laughs> yes, especially for that type of a film, because your whole point of the book and the film 
is to really tell stories of that time period growing up right. and how uh, just different ways everyone learns to pitch in to, to help each other and That's have right. fun stories and fun uh, things. Yeah. And when, how much did, did you get the opportunity to when the it was being filmed to make sure your vision was showing up from the book to the film? That's a big challenge for many authors that, that it's made into a movie, how to make sure that they're, what they created doesn't disappear on the screen. Well, I, I was very fortunate in that I've been involved way more than most authors have been involved. Um, and I was there through the development process and was able to work on the ad adaptation along with the screenwriters. And so it was it was a really a group effort um, in that regard. And so, um, and I was lucky because I think they understood the characters, they understood the heart of the story and um, were able to really hammer that in. And I was on set um, every day um, through the filming process. I, I, I became um, the um, executive producer on the set, so I, I became wow. very involved and am today. Yeah, you're very fortunate. Is that pretty common? I, you hear no. about these books that turn out uh, the way the author did not want them to turn out in a film, and they're very disappointed, but obviously that's not the case with you. No, I think I think that must vary from project to project, and with depending on what your agreements are. But um, no, I've been really blessed and, and have a great um, working relationship with our director Joanne Hawk, and so we are, you know, as I as I speak, working already working on the next two projects. We get, we get along really really well, and have similar similar memories as kids. We're the same age. And, yeah. um, you know, we have the same kind of sentiment about it and, and remembrances. So did you have, uh, I know you had a, a vision of the film while you were writing the book. Did you have a vision of who you would want to play your main characters? Well, I mean, I, I, I mean, you've got a couple of great, yeah, you got some great people, but. Right, right. I don't think we could have done any better than what we did. I, you know, when I first started writing it, that was, Quite a long time before I actually finished the work, and and um, you know, the, my idea of who would best those roles changed. But we were very, yeah. very fortunate to get Cloris and and Corbin and Melissa, yeah. and they really, really made those roles come to life. I was very pleased with their performances. Yeah, awesome. Now, thinking about Marcy, your background before you wrote, tell us about that because we, we do have a little bit more time. I want to know more about Marcy. And specifically enough, as I talked about when I introduced you before I introduced to Dave, that you've really helped a lot of people in your life. And this book is uh -huh. part of, you know, sharing your who you were growing up in certain ways. But what about the whole time you spent helping others? Tell tell our listeners about that. Some of the nonprofit work. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. About, yes. Right? Well, um, I, I in, in conjunction with my wonderful husband, Lewis, um, have been very blessed to have been involved in a lot of projects. I served on the um, Children's Medical Center Foundation Board in Central Texas mm -hmm. um, for 20 years, I think, on the executive committee. Um, served on um, lots of different nonprofit boards, um, like the International Fest Festival Institute of Round Top. I'm currently um, serving on the advisory council for Goodwill Industries in Central Texas, and we are working in the role of education in, in that, with that group. But there have been many others, and they've all been labors of love. I have 
really, really enjoyed um, our connection mm-hmm. with our community and uh, of Austin and, and, and beyond. They've been mm-hmm. truly, we, we have been blessed by them. Do you see yeah. that in a lot of ways that that's what from giving back and doing such great things that makes it so that you want to make sure that the film is a family type film for everyone and they can learn. And there's a theme to this, especially your book and film is an important thing. There, mm-hmm. there, there is a connection. I, I wanted to create a film that was was not to- toxic in, in society, something that would be mm-hmm. a positive um, role model and with our communities about you know what what good parenting looks like or good you know what good grandparents could do what a difference two people can make in the lives of others i wanted it to be um rated so that all family members could view it and so ours is um from oh i would say if you've got a five or six year old on up to 90 something mm-hmm. years old well that's our audience it's, it's really that whole broad spectrum and it and um it's something that you can all sit in the living room and watch together or in a theater and watch together and not have to, you know, cover the eyes of the kids. <laughs> but it's, it's not, it's not a gratuitous movie. I mean, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of um, real meat to it. Um, and hopefully they'll come away feeling uplifted and maybe as though some of it were cathartic for them um, on, on a certain level. I'm, I'm just hoping that, Everyone who views it will feel joy and they will feel loved. Mm-hmm. See, this is a missing like? film in Hollywood for sure. And you should be commended for making for coming up with this idea. And as I said, I've watched the trailer. I'm going to watch the film waiting for uh, your team to send me it so I can go ahead and uh, screen it, especially when I get to interview the rest of the stars of the film. I love to promote a family friendly film that's going to really tell the story of things, especially during a time period. And to learn about, you know, we have to understand that there are difficulties in this world and we're going to go through lots of hardships, but we have to keep going and we have to be thankful for what we have and be grateful for what we have. And so that other things can be given to us. If we aren't grateful for what we have, not, it'll be taken away at one point in time. And we have to understand that and understand that gratitude. Now, Dave has a lot of gratitude and he has gone through some challenges just like you, Marcy, at times in life where hard times have hit him at something. But his story is really amazing. So that's why he said there's going to be a movie made about him. So go ahead and uh, ask Marcy this caregiving question. I'm I'm just so excited for you that you've got all the boxes checked and your your goals are being accomplished through your film. And I only hope and wish that uh, that my film is just as successful as yours and And uh, what it's about is uh, about 22 years ago, uh, my wife, right when we were starting to enter into the emptiness phase of life, you know, and we had extra money, extra time, we raised our three daughters, we got them all out of the house. (laughs) We even got them married off, uh, each one twice. And uh, my wife started complaining to me about this headache she had. Three days just wouldn't go away, the headache of her life. And then by the fourth day, it turned into a stroke. She lost her speech, became paralyzed on one side. And in that moment, I had to become her caregiver. I didn't even know what a caregiver was, but it was a tough two years. We almost broke up, but we hung in there, and we reinvented ourselves, and our, our love was rekindled. And after a while, I realized that there are other caregivers out there who were suffering, and I didn't want them to give up like I almost gave up. So I became Dave the Caregiver's Caregiver, and I started a website, caregiverdave.com. I'm a best-selling author. I've spoken on 35 TV shows. I've spoken at Harvard with Suzanne Summers and Uh, NASDAQ and Carnegie Hall with Martha Stewart and uh, you know it just keeps going on and on 
and now a film is coming, and I'm just so excited. My question to you, Marcy, is because uh, I tell in my book, uh, It's My Life Too, uh, that uh, if you're not a caregiver, you know, don't tune me out. Just wait. You're either going to become one or you're going to need one. Those are your two options. Right. Caregiving is going to touch your life in one way or another. So tell me how it's touched your life. Well, definitely. Um, we, both my husband and I, have been caregivers. And first of all, let me commend you on, on your work. That just sounds so, so pertinent today. And yes, caregiving um, is a blessing and is also a real test of endurance. And you know that sometimes caregivers can wear out. I, I do know that because um, you can. The test could go on for a very long period of time. So. Um, hats off to you and for not only surviving it but making it even better making your life better because of it and I think sometimes these situations ultimately turn into a gift you know through time I know um, we have been caregivers for you know family for you know our our parents before they passed and we are also adoptive parents mm. and, and also have helped to raise um, other children in addition to our four wow and, um, so, yes, I know about those uh, late nights of, of you know, worry and um, that it's, you know, emotionally taxing and physically taxing. And yeah. Think, like, b- believing in, in, in a higher power, believing in God, prayer, and, yeah. you know, family, whether it's a family of friends or, or, or an actual um, genetic family, support from them can make a difference. A kind word can make a difference. All these things um, add up into, um, you know, success, I think. Well, I'm, I'm so excited to have met you and to hear about your book and your movie coming out. And uh, kudos. Congratulations. And well, and to you, too. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> well, congratulations to both of you. And you're doing both tremendous work, providing very positive things in a very challenging time period of in our existence as as uh, as a uh, as the united states and uh it, having positive things like your two stories out there really can make feel people feel better and and really know that they can get through the next day even though it's a hard day now marcy first of all where can we purchase your book and then we want to also know the film launches in october correct 27 right october 27th to 29th Sure. My, my book is available on Amazon.com. I also have a, a website, which is www.firesidetexas.com or www.marcyhenna.com. And um, ticket, tickets for the movie go on sale on the 21st tomorrow, and they are available on fathomevents.com or at the local theater. If, if the audience would like to um, follow the, the, all the information about the movie, they can go on Facebook and look for When We Last Spoke movie. Fabulous. I'm so glad I met you. And I'm, I'm hoping, especially when I come into Texas at sometimes, because when I'm back traveling again, I'm always going out to Houston. So we'll have to see if I make a side trip to Austin. Love to have a one-on-one with you at one point in time and see you know the continued uh, success of this story. And I'm here to promote it as much as possible to the day it comes out. And I love working with your team. And it was such a great story. And thank you for coming on. Well, Neil, thank you so much for having me, and I look forward to meeting you in person. All right. Thanks again. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Take care. All right. You'll listen to Neil Haley's show, and we'll be back in just a moment.